0: Welcome to the podcast. Actually, let me stop. You know, left the singing days back in um, uni. Uh, You know, this is a new episode. This is episode six, you know, so like any more than five episodes, your girl's a real podcaster, ain't it? You know? Okay, let me stop. You know, this is another episode in the UK um, with another native Londoner. His name is Daniel. He also, we also share the same name, Dalakpo. So I'm just going to go ahead and give him all the nicknames. You know, I'm here with Dully P. I'm here with Dully. I'm here with Apolot. I'm here with Delops, I'm here with Dope. I call her Po-Po. You know, all the ridiculous nicknames that all of you out there know you gave me over all the years. Just know that it hasn't scarred me yet, what you've done with those six letters. Anyways, uh, we're here. We're talking about all kinds of different things, you know. We're talking about being back home. We're talking about traveling. We're talking about UK rap versus US rap. Yo, I think we all know what the real winner is. Also wanna give a quick shout out to my cousin, Shenny, because she told me I should do that in the middle of the dance floor when my mom was turning 50 at her birthday party. And I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do that for you because you know, you're the youths in the UK. Don't they call them the youths? I don't know, they don't say TH they don't say e-r they don't say ah anyways um let's get into the episode yeah and follow my instagram i, ca- I created an instagram for this podcast mode. You know? go ahead and give that a follow Delapo and friends do better yeah okay anyways let's start let's start yeah hi y'all welcome to another episode of Delapo and friends do better podcast i'm here with daniel A.K.A. Dolapo. <laughs> and I just want to say Dolapo because I want the podcast to be Dolapo squared, you know. But um, I'm going to have him introduce himself.
1: So, Yeah, hi, I'm Daniel, A.K.A. Dolapo. <laughs> um, yeah, like...
0: What are you about? What do you do? What do you like? What do I do? Interests?
1: What am I like? What are my interests? And so, you can hear his
0: accent so you know I'm still in London.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so we're in London at the moment. Um, so I'm from the UK. Um... What do i do i'm a student currently studying law um what do i do i'm sports mm. football basketball um, football as in soccer, for my soccer. Listeners. yeah sorry yeah. um to you guys it'll be soccer um but the actual name is football because <laughs> you're using your feet to play with the ball but yeah i won't get into that mm-hmm. um yeah yeah and just like interested in life really i can't there's not really much about me so
2: okay
0: well, maybe we'll learn more about you. We as might the, learn more. As the episode goes We hope forward. we'll learn more. Yes. Um, I wanted to do a quick game of verses In my last episode, I did it with um, my wife. Y'all listened to that one. But the verses, real quick, and then we'll get into other questions. Okay. Is the American office versus the UK office. I
1: like this. Okay, cool.
0: I don't have too much experience with the UK office. I've tried it here and there. Little clips on YouTube. Watch that one episode, half-watched yeah, that one episode yeah. yesterday. And... I mean, I respect it. I think it gave the groundwork.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, and I guess because that's the original, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of gives you more perspective as to how the US was going, and then mm-hmm.
2: you
0: know, I just feel like there. ours has more vibrancy.
1: It definitely it does, don't. but I feel like that's the that is the difference because UK it's kind of like what I was explaining to you yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like UK comedy is very flat it's very slapstick so it's like dry comedy Mm -hmm. so you laugh at things that aren't supposed to be funny it's like really awkward yeah whereas with the US it's very obvious funny Mm -hmm. so you know that something is supposed to be funny Mm -hmm. whereas the UK one it's kind of like oh I'm laughing but really and truly I shouldn't be laughing at this because it's actually quite bad Mm -hmm. um but that's just what the UK like so I feel like that's why like that's where the real difference comes into it
0: so somebody who um shouldn't have to like feel obligated to pick the American office I feel like you do lean towards the US office version
1: yeah yeah People definitely love
0: that show like there's a cult following
1: no it's be. I'm part of that cult following yeah. um I don't know what it is about it I and mean, I just think as the like when it leaves season one and branches off into its own thing like the way Steve Carell kind of carries the show mm-hmm. and stuff I just think it's phenomenal um The way that it's gone about the type of characters and the character development as well Mm -hmm. um some of the storylines the thing that i like about the office is that it's very reflective of like a normal workspace yeah but within it is such madness Mm -hmm. but then the the characters are so real Mm -hmm. it's like you would find a Jim, you would find a dwight you'd find a pam Mm -hmm. you'd find a michael because you always have a manager that wants everyone to like them but Mm -hmm. really everyone hates them yeah um, but
0: also deep down loves them. But
1: deep down yeah. loves them, right? And I feel like it's it's re- like I feel like people can see that in their everyday life, but it's just through such a comedic point of view. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of where you just fall in love with it, and you just feel like you can watch it over and over again because it's kind of like watching real life mm-hmm. but a funny version of it.
0: That's very. True. I've never heard it like that before. Watching real life.
1: And, yeah.
0: And there's also moments where you're just like, this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, there are moments where you're just like, like. I don't know, like there's that episode with Dwight and um, when he takes Jim and Pam to um, he's his like farm? his farm, yeah. right? And it's like you own a whole beet farm yeah. that nobody resides on. Mm-hmm. His cousin Mo's like a crazy character. Mo is
0: insane.
1: Such a great character, yeah. like really underrated mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um, but it's just stuff like that, so it does go off on a frolic where it's just like it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's like it has a lot of like realistic elements Mm -hmm. and I find that very very relatable Mm -hmm. where I'm just like oh like crap yeah I can Mm -hmm. see that in my office and stuff like that That and
0: see people very casually fall in love and just be like so normal
1: yeah 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 work
0: next to them and it wasn't forced or anything it developed over time yeah man I really I definitely enjoyed the show and it took me a while to hop on the bandwagon Mm. but once I did I understood what y'all were talking about (laughs) so I choose the US office sounds like you choose I choose the US office Okay, the other one I want to do was American rap versus UK. Okay, let me say American hip-hop versus UK hip-hop. Okay. I've, mm.
1: What's UK hip-hop?
0: You know the Stormzies, the Daves, the Kano. Right,
1: right, right. Oh, you know Kano as well?
0: Um, somebody told me that the guy from Top Boy yeah, is a yeah. rapper, and I was like, okay, well... He's
1: actually from this area. Really? Funny enough, yeah, like, he grew up, well, like, a little bit down the road, like, Manor Park, so, sort of, like, more East London. hmm um, but yeah, okay, so we would call that like UK rap mm-hmm. or grime. Mm, none of them are actually grime artists, but like, yeah. Do you have on like a hard
0: distinction of like these
1: between are? Between UK rap and grime. Yeah. Yeah, so grime is very much grime isn't really around anymore and like you wouldn't find many grime artists as much as you would have back in the day Mm. so there never really used to be a UK rap scene Mm -hmm. right so grime was very much born out of like culture it was a very underground thing that wasn't respected by the mainstream Mm. but we kind of just created our own sound which goes at 140 bpm okay so beats per minute yeah and that was like the distinction with the beats right Mm -hmm. so you go at a certain pace and that's kind of what defines it but it's very much speaking about just like your life and it's kind of like being in school being on a playground clashing each other and mm. stuff like that I guess UK rap kind of made a like a development a little bit later on where I don't really know what happened I guess like we we discovered our own sound within rap okay. whereas before we had UK rap and it was kind of like if somebody wanted to do rap it's very much imitating what the US are doing, whereas the UK then kind of found their own identity within it and then kind of created something out of that, which was different to grime, um, but had a lot of elements from it and you'd find a lot of grime artists kind of switching over to UK rap mm-hmm. because it was more applicable to the mainstream
2: mm-hmm.
1: and stuff like that. It wasn't very underground. Um, and yeah, so you just find found a lot of people like leaving the grime scene going to rap, so... Mm. I guess that's kind of what was born out of it, but that's the long way to...
0: I'll, my my issue with UK rap is that a lot of y'all sound so similar. And it's the same, like... Tum, 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 tum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, fair.
0: And full. And, 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 yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. All right, we've heard it. Mm. And I feel like there's a lot of more diversity when it comes to, like... J. Cole isn't Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar isn't Drake, Drake isn't Quavo, Quavo isn't right.
1: et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. I see, I, I I completely hear what you're saying. Um but I wouldn't say that the UK like UK like rap sounds similar. Like I, I feel like I can clearly hear the distinctions in in the flow. So like if you would listen to someone like Dave for Santan Dave, mm-hmm for example, or you listen to someone like Kano, um, or if you even listen to someone like Stormzy, like their sound is actually very distinct, especially someone like Dave. Dave's got a very kind of like a staccato flow. It's very yeah. like talking, very just, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even know that he's really rapping over the beat. It's kind of like he's just telling a story. Whereas Kano is very rhyming on the beat. It's very fluid. It's very kind of, we kind of like keep going like a wave. Stormzy is very much like grime influenced, very um, aggressive, very kind of deep within his sound. So I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I definitely think from an outward perspective, without knowing the sound too well, like it can really get easily mixed up in that. But I, I, I feel like it's actually quite different. Mm-hmm. So I would actually disagree with you there. Yeah. I feel like it's actually quite different. But at the same time, I do understand why somebody would prefer. US Hmm. rap over UK rap Um,
0: I prefer UK rap when it has the afro beats flair right okay that to me is unique and different yeah yeah it kind of is like the best of both worlds
1: yeah and I feel like the UK does that the best Mm -hmm. so I feel like when US artists have tried to do that afro it doesn't really work as well
0: except have you heard Russ and David O that song
1: no, no, I haven't. That sounds pretty good. I can't remember it's I was listening to um, David O. and um, Chris Brown mm-hmm. blow my mind. I think that's probably mm-hmm. one of the best ones mm-hmm. out there. And then obviously there's... maybe
0: Come Closer, is that with Kid and Drake?
1: I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, one? it is. So that was another banging one. Yeah. But I feel like we can mention those because those were the one or two or three yeah. that really stands mm-hmm. out. But with the UK, like, there are numerous mm-hmm. and it just works so seamlessly. Yeah. And I don't know why it's like that, but... They
0: were like rapping with like a British accent and also throwing some Eurobar and I'm like wow yeah is, I like
1: but it. I feel like once again that's very indicative of the culture as well mm-hmm. like around here like African culture and UK culture is very very meshed mm-hmm. at this point in time it never used to be mm-hmm. but like let's say over the last 10 years um so it, it, I don't know it just complements each other yeah. so so well but I, I just think it's very reflective of how the culture's going as well. Mm-hmm. So that might be a factor. I mm-hmm. don't know. I don't really know what it's like in the U.S. Yeah, in terms of like embracing like Africa and it US seems culture. a
0: little forced in really? the sense of when people realize that there was monetary benefit attached to it. The right. same with like Latin artists becoming a lot more having a lot more clout. In America. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean they're big in their own respective countries and regions but then coming to America and be, and collaborating with them and getting all this other population of people because it's just money. So yeah. the sense of like I'm sure Drake was like you know what African people like there's a lot of them in the US they will come out to the concert let me do a song with David or or Wizkid is an amazing artist like he has a lot of clout in Africa itself I want to put myself in that region and so and then even people like Jadenna
1: yeah, yeah. He was
0: pretty quiet about it for a mm. long time. And then all of a sudden, when it kind of became cool... Yeah. Now he was more vocal about it. And it just seemed like it was kind of forced. It wasn't authentic. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I hadn't really heard of Jidenna probably before, like, two, three years ago, mm-hmm. to be honest. And that kind of was born out because the fact that he looks like the game. And the mm-hmm. game looks like him or whatever. hmm So, like, there was, like, a whole Halloween thing. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, like, I I completely agree with you. And I was Mm -hmm. watching an interview with Drake and I can't even remember the guys that were interviewing him. Um, But they were basically talking about that whole, like, cultural appropriation stuff. Um, And, yeah, they were basically saying how, like, you identify a sound that is popular by itself, Mm -hmm. throw a little bit of Drake on it, and then it becomes bigger than it is. Because I think he must have said something like, no one would ever give credit to me for influencing mm. the Afrobeat scene and like mm. the spreading into the US kind of thing. And I hear what you're saying because when Drake's on something, automatically people react mm-hmm. a bit more to it. So it becomes a bit more mainstream, right? Yeah. Um, but I guess the way he said it was as if he influenced the Afrobeat scene, which he didn't do at all. <laughs> at all. That, that, that's just false. Like he, it was, it existed primarily by itself before he even found out about mm-hmm. it. Um and and if stuff he was like doing that. it
0: from the beginning I would have a lot more respect. Yeah. But like you built your career off of
1: whatever you were doing. Mm-hmm. I guess Drake's always been quite diverse as an artist, right? So mm-hmm. he's always kind of dipped his toe into different genres and stuff. But I just felt like that statement just yeah. is is just no. Yeah. Um that's just not true. Um but I guess going back to your original question, US rap versus UK I don't know, it's a close one for me. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of so many US artists, but I listen more to um, UK, UK rap okay. at the moment just because I love the sound that's coming out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I
0: love J Hus. I don't know. I'm trying not to love J J Hus
1: is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, like some of the, like even there'll be a lot of artists that I guess a lot of the US haven't heard of. Like there's a guy called Mostack. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Mostack? No. Most acts phenomenal. Was um, a
2: popular
0: song of his. Um,
1: because
0: maybe if I hear that, then maybe I would know him. But just you saying that, no, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I might see it happening. I'm like, dang. See, there wouldn't. I don't
1: think there would have been anything that would have reached you. Yeah. Like explicitly like that because he doesn't get as much radio players. Um, hus. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Um, but like he's well known mm-hmm. but he wouldn't I don't think he would have crossed seas like that mm-hmm. um, so yeah I'd say I'd say the UK's doing really well at the moment and I I just haven't I haven't heard new sound from Kendrick in a while yeah Cole's last project with um, was it the Revenge of the Dreamers and stuff of all of like those guys mm-hmm. was okay wasn't anything amazing Drake I'm a Drake fan mm-hmm. like so anything he puts out, I'm going to love. But, and even like, Quavo, like the Migos, like, they've Mm. lost a little bit of what they had. Mm. Like, their sound isn't what it was when they put out, um, Like
0: Bad and Bougie, that area. All that
1: kind of area. Like, they they were releasing tracks, they couldn't do nothing wrong at that time. But like now, it gets
0: old, because then, and people also mooched off of them, and so now the sound, they have to reinvent it all over again for us to be like,
1: Woo, woo. for you to wow. buy into wow, it did you hear that, I that. No. yeah 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 it's true but then I think equally I, I respect it like US rap a lot and like I can't I can't fault it for what it is like I do think there are amazing songs um, amazing artists like guys like Rick Ross that aren't really spoken about at the moment but like I can play one of his tunes and I'm like yeah like i can understand why i love this guy back whenever Mm -hmm. um but yeah i guess i'm just i'm at the moment i'm in my my um my uk rap bag so all right
0: okay so you you're a little you have one toe here one toe there with the american office yeah yeah so it's one all at the moment Mm -hmm. one all, one all um i guess i'm gonna have to stick with um US, u.s rap yeah
1: who's your favorite u.s rapper
0: I really like Roddy Rich right now.
1: I'm a big Roddy fan. I like Roddy Rich. I'm a massive Roddy fan.
0: I root for that guy, man. Even if I don't listen, okay, I've listened to his whole album all the way through. But like, I have a respect for him, mm. and that his sound is pretty different He has a really good cadence in his voice and whatnot, and just seeing how he's grown in a very short amount of time. Mm. So he's a very good
1: artist, like yeah. musically, he's very good, like phonically and stuff like mm. that, and, and
0: Every kind time of. he says Aquafina, I'm just like, why do you? You're, the way you say Aquafina yeah. doesn't sound like the way it's I not say Aquafina.
1: Right. He he released a tune with two UK artists. Oh, really? With um a guy called Young Bane and Chipmunk. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing yeah, you heard haven't it. heard it. No. That was a really good song. Right. I thought that that would get some play in the US, but maybe, maybe not. I
0: have, but maybe I didn't pay attention enough.
1: Maybe, no. But I'm a big Roddy fan. Yeah. Yeah, I love Roddy.
0: I also loved the baby, but not because of his music, because of him. I'm a fan of you like american artist right like the persona yeah right i love the baby
1: yeah i guess like your culture is very much about the the person Mm -hmm. and the sound right but i guess the uk is more it's just the sound that that's what we're kind of basing it on
0: like i don't know any of your guys's personality
1: right right see i know a lot of u.s personalities because like social media and stuff Mm -hmm. I li- I love Lil Baby. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Lil Baby fan.
2: Too,
1: yeah, literally. That's great. Um, nah, he's. Uh, yeah, these guys. I guess I forgot about these guys.
0: Yeah, now you're feeling a little Now low. I'm starting to <laughs> to
1: question, but I'll stick by my UK guys for now. No problem. But yeah.
0: All right, let's get to the. You know what we're here for. Dilopo and friends do better. Always talking about kind of our lives, and then we'll shift into things that we're doing better in our own lives. But yeah. something that I know that we have in common is. That we're both back at home. I graduated semester early, you're in school now. Yeah. And so, um, how's that been? Time of freedom, and then... I mean, not freedom, I shouldn't say like that, but time of being on your own
1: versus and now being at back. home. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been interesting, I think. So, when I went... First of all, when I was studying, like I moved quite far away. Well, I moved like an hour and a half away, but in the UK, that's, that's quite a while away. Um and kind of embracing that embracing my, like, my own space own time and everything Like I really enjoyed it and it wasn't because of anything other than just I just needed my own space you know when you're like growing right mm-hmm. and you need to discover how you live as an individual so I loved all of that um, and then I guess so I, I've always lived at home with my two brothers and my mm-hmm. parents um, but when I came back obviously my, my older brother was in the process of getting married and stuff so he was probably only home for about six months after I graduated before he got married and, and moved mm-hmm. um, moved out. So kind of coming back, like my parents had been really good at respecting the fact that I'm older now. Yeah. So like before I before I left, they gave me quite a lot of freedom anyway, because I was always working and stuff. And just the way my hours operated at the time just meant that, you know, sometimes I was coming back like really, really late. Mm-hmm. So they wouldn't see me because i'll then get ready for school and be out before they're up and stuff like that but um so like now i guess they kind of understood that like you know he's gone away he's done his own thing and like i'm 25 now Mm. at the same time so it's kind of like we need to understand that he's like he's a growing man kind of thing like and he has his own routine and stuff and they're very they're very good at not being on top of me Mm. um which is something that I've definitely noticed and there's been like a massive change. Obviously being at home, is still your parents are your parents. So they want you to do something, you have to do it. Mm -hmm. If they want something in a certain way, then it has to be done in that way, which is all fine. Um, Sometimes it can be frustrating because you're like, I've got other things to do Mm -hmm. or one thing or another, but no, it's been, it's been okay. Like I can't, I can't really complain at all. Um, I guess studying at home, is very different to studying when I was away mm. because studying at home now obviously like my house is like quite a busy house so like my nephew's yeah. around on like Thursdays and Fridays so I just can't study at home it mm-hmm. just doesn't work mm-hmm. um, If I'm we've ten- been
0: all through your house this weekend too so do you get what I mean it's just yeah. stuff like that and obviously mm-hmm.
1: like I'm I'm a big advocate of family I love family mm-hmm. so it's it's really nice for me but I know that if people are around and stuff I'm just not going to get what I need to do so I like mm-hmm. get, get it done anyway so A lot of my work is done out of the house like i'm very much like at my campus library or like Mm. a local library and stuff like that so i guess whereas on my undergrad i was never in the library Mm. i always did my work at home now if i don't do my my work at the library there's just no work getting done at home Mm -hmm. yeah what about you
0: um i would say for me my thing was i guess being at school one big thing i had to do before i moved back was i cleaned out my whole room like, I took out all the old stuff, Yeah. I repainted my walls. I was like, if I'm gonna come back here and it be a long-term thing, then I need freshness. Because every year of undergrad, I lived in a different place. Right, right. And so it just, it was a sense of newness and starting over, not too much clutter, because I'm bringing this same compact stuff, put it in a closet here, this is how my stuff is. But yeah. just not wanting to go home and go back to 18-year-old me and all the way back it's like i spent 4 years kind of developing who i am yeah. this new person and i wanted to continue with that or even continue to develop even more and so that was a thing and i guess a big thing for me too is that i don't feel too restricted in the sense that i am an introvert i'm not yeah. out all the time yeah so it's not like oh my parents are like oh don't go here don't go. i'm
1: oh. your home <laughs> I'm,
0: nobody's looking oh where's the, oh she's in her room yeah and especially too cuz a lot of my friends are at school wherever they are cuz need one more semester and whatnot. And so yeah. um, not too. I don't feel too weird about it. I don't have too much of a fear of missing out too. Cause you know, my friends are still like having fun. Yeah, at the university. Yeah. They're like, this is my last semester. I'm going to go all out. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember coming home with the fear of being restricted and feeling restricted. But um, my parents are definitely amazing people. My sister is great. I'm happy to be home with her. Yeah. And I know it was pretty tough for her to just be by herself for um, such a long time since me and my brother are closer in age and she's a little farther behind. yeah. And just being there, talking to her, making sure I'm really speaking to her and seeing what's going on with her. Um, what else? I don't know. I guess, too, I have a social clock. Okay. So I'm not used to... I have to see y'all every day. Like, wow. Like, yeah. before, <laughs> if I didn't want to body, talk to anybody on campus that day and then go to, back to my apartment, I don't have to. Yeah. Like, that's... Easy. Yeah. But now it's like, oh talk to me. Tell me about it. it's like I really don't have anything going on. You know, I saw you this morning. Yeah. You know? It's the same we're a house, like nothing really went on today. I went to work, came back. But yeah. I don't know. Just I like newness. So I know this might get a little tired.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess I kinda of went through the same as well. So like my room is completely different to what it was before. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more like mature in a way. Yeah. I guess I also used to share a room with my brother. So, mm-hmm. older when, or younger? So, younger actually. So, it, it's funny, before I went to uni, it was me and my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I would come back for like the holidays and stuff, we were just on top of each other. And mm-hmm. we're both two growing guys kind of thing. It was just, it wasn't working anymore. Yeah. Um, so, I went into, so no one wanted to take the other room because it was a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. I took the smaller room so my younger brother moved in with my older brother mm-hmm. but I was happy to have that smaller room just mm-hmm. because it was my own space. Yeah. Um, but like, obviously when he moved out and stuff, I did this whole thing of like reshaping the room and it's a lot more like the way my uni room was. Also, uni is college here um, <laughs> just for the U.S. I feel right. like
0: that's easy. Whenever y'all call high school college, that's what we get. Oh, uh,
1: right. Busy. Yeah, no, that's like, so college six form, that's, School yeah, high school for yeah, you yeah and then obviously uni is our uni and your college mm-hmm. um but when I when I came back kind of so I made it like it It virtually looks like one of those rooms that I have my desk mm-hmm. I have like everything that I need and it has a lot more order than it did before and it's very reflective of how I or what I became mm-hmm. at uni before I was just like I was like a normal kid kind of things like things are just everywhere yeah. it, it didn't have any kind of order but now I had to kind of change because this was where I was going to be living, and I couldn't, like you kind of mm-hmm. said, I couldn't come back to eighteen-year-old me mm-hmm. or seventeen-year-old me. I had to grow up, and it—I it, guess—it reflected through just the way that I had shaped everything within my life and my room and stuff. Mm-hmm. So,
0: to me, my room—it definitely reflects my mindset, mm. and it, it has an effect on me because I mean, as an introvert, that's as an my introvert. haven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah my yeah, yeah. haven. Right, I don't know. What are you—an introvert, extrovert? ambivert
1: what's an ambivert
0: they it's
1: like both yeah they're both. I'm, I'm that so like i feel like i can be extroverted if i if i well, i guess it's what you define as an introvert and an extrovert right
0: so i find it easy to do this like one-on-one chill places and whatnot right i don't know if i can spend a crazy day with a large group of people the whole day and feel content I just right. like, bro, like, can we go, like, can it's we tiring. do something as a little smaller group? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. No, it's I agree. It's very draining. I, I recover by being by myself. Some people recover by being with other people.
1: Oh, yeah, no, that's no, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, Yeah, I lean definitely more towards being an introvert. I get tired in social settings very quickly. Like, my social battery drains yeah. very, very fast. But I feel like for people that know me because of the way that I operate in social settings they probably think that I was yeah. an extrovert like I love being in that kind of space but I really don't mm-hmm. um, I I much prefer like chill kind of settings like like mm-hmm. this kind of thing um, just kind of talking and stuff like that mm-hmm. rather than being out and in groups and especially groups that I don't really know or yeah. I'm not very familiar with that can be very very draining for me mm-hmm. um, so yeah I'd say introvert slash ambivert yeah yeah
0: okay i always have that conversation on my it always comes up I don't know. <laughs> um i know you said that this area that you grew up rumford rumford,
1: rumford yeah yeah
0: is somewhere that you would want to come back to and live
1: yeah yeah
0: can you like i think as kids i remember i had a lot of thoughts of oh i'm moving up north i want the snow yeah like me and my family are gonna have like a large like a lot of greenery around me and the older i get i'm like wait i'm not gonna see shallaw for like months on end yeah or, like or Shile i want to see or my mom or so i just thought it was really interesting because you don't hear that a lot of people saying they want to be near
1: yeah me. like I, th- I actually agree with you when i was growing up definitely like the thought of being near home was like foreign to me and I never understood why people would want to only move, like, I don't know, like, 20-something minutes away from their parents' house or whatever. But I think as I've gotten older, um, like, communities become, like, really important to me Mm -hmm. and who I know at the moment are, like, people that I want to do life with. Mm -hmm. And so as I've kind of grown into that space, the thought of not having, like I was saying to you before, like, a couple of my really good friends, like, living down the road and stuff like that, where if I'm like, you know, after work, whatever, if I want to chill on a Friday, like I could literally walk down there Mm -hmm. and it isn't taxing or anything like that. It's like going to another home. Mm -hmm. The thought of not having that kind of environment is, it's a bit frightening Mm -hmm. um, in the sense that where it's like, I can't imagine them not being around. um, And like, I'm so familiar with this area. Mm -hmm. I'm so familiar and it's very convenient. It's kind of like what I was explaining, how we're like literally on the outskirts of London. Um, obviously the factor of like housing prices where London's just ridiculous whereas here it's a lot more affordable Um, if you wanted something like a garden and like a three-bedroom house a four-bedroom house whatever like this is where you're going to get it you're not getting it in like central London or if you are then you're paying a ridiculous amount so that's another factor but I'd say my main my main pull factor is just I've had that experience of being away and i i am not a fan of it mm. as much as I thought I would be mm. um and like i I don't like change mm. i I like familiarity, mm. things that I know, people that I know, and stuff like that, so the thought of even moving to like a different area within London
3: yeah
1: I'm just like what what do you mean It mm. doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. um like moving to like South London or whatever i'm just like no like because that isn't what i know but here even if it's a little bit further out around here i know this area i know where to go for things Mm -hmm. um so i think that element as well so yeah yeah like coming back from uni that whole like nostalgic kind of element of it as well um yeah it's just home really yeah yeah
0: um but i also think it's cool that you're also you travel a lot you and your older brother travel a lot so that also shows me that you still have an interest for newness yeah but temporarily this is home yeah
1: yeah temporarily i think and it's kind of like what i was explaining before like europe is very accessible when you're in it Mm -hmm. um things are very cheap things are very available to you so I like embracing new cultures and Mm -hmm. seeing new cultures, seeing new things and stuff like that on a very temporary basis, Mm -hmm. knowing that I'm coming home to my familiar setting Mm -hmm. um, so I can fully go out there and embrace everything that they do and love that culture and I can think about places that I've been to now and I'll be like, I really loved it when I was there. But I know that if I was to extend a week to a year, it won't be the same yeah. experience and I'll be very much over it after about a month and I'd want to come back because that element of community, I can't move everyone that I know out there, I can't move everything that I know out there, but I can not see them for a week and it's fine.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Extend that to two, three months and it becomes a bit more of a of a thing. Yeah. So, yeah, but no, love travelling, love mm-hmm. travelling. Mm-hmm. Thinking about going to Bulgaria Ooh. in May, yeah. Um, so that should be fun.
3: Yeah.
0: I hope you got post a lot of pictures, y'all. After I followed you and my older brother, I realized that people really can't, <laughs> can't really tell anything about people. Yeah, on we
1: anymore. we use Instagram really differently to you guys. Like,
0: oh, you're seeing UK versus the US. Yeah, Or men versus women.
1: Oh, good, good point actually. But I do think. Do it's you
0: feel a, like UK women, like a UK woman, have a different Instagram than me?
1: Yeah, like I feel like your your Instagram reflects a lot of your life. Like I could find out so much about yeah. your life through your Instagram. Kind
2: of bad, right?
1: uh, creepy. Okay, yeah, like, good and bad, but yeah. not in a, not in a... But it's like,
0: I feel, because con- I'm also on private, so it's like, I want you to know me. Yeah, that, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. And
1: equally, it's not in a, an intrusive way. Yeah. So, like, I can see your life from, like, an outward point of view, but I couldn't tell you, like, intricate details mm-hmm. about you. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but with the UK, like, and I think this is just very much, like, reflective of our culture as well. We're very much face front and just Whatever your life is, that's your life. Mm-hmm. Like, you would see it on, like, the tube and stuff like that. When you're on a tube, everyone's just mind. Like, you could collapse. Yeah. And everyone would just face front. No one would acknowledge whatever you're doing and stuff like that. And I feel like that's what... We don't like people seeing beyond mm-hmm. whatever we want to show them or or, like, this kind of... Not a mask, but, like, it's like a shield, right? Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, a lot of the time, UK, like, social media... Is very much like that. We don't like people knowing too much about us why unless do, you actually know us. What
0: do y'all use it for then? What is the point?
1: I don't really know. That's why, like, my last post was like sometime last year yeah. or whatever. Um, I don't. I use it to like keep up with sports and stuff, mm. but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, just
0: go to the discovery page and just. Yeah,
1: yeah, them. yeah. Like, I don't really use my explore page too much or anything mm-hmm. like that. Or like, I watch stories of people that I know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like I, I feel like we do use it differently. Mm. Um US people are a lot a more, more open. open. Like you guys are much more of an open book and more willing to share and talk. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah, we we're just not we're very like PC, very closed off UK people.
0: Wow. Now I know I guess <laughs> um I guess to continue, like, just to wrap up on the topic of staying close to home, Mm. I know for me and a lot of my friends, it's always a thing of, like, you have to kind of get as far as possible. And I I don't know why we take family as restriction or you didn't go far. I I don't know, like, even now as I think about it, I don't know how many of my friends really want to come back home, but all of my friends are very close to their family.
2: Mm.
0: And so maybe it's an American thing of just separation and ambition and showing that you've, you leaving home is something that's really big and grand, but at the same time, I know people are very close to their family and they would love to be really close to them. Like even me being back home, it's a thing of like, oh my God, guess who I ran into in the Walmart today? Like I looked busted and (laughs) and like, now I'm seeing people from high school and all these things. And people kind of always want to know your situation and knowing what you're up to. So even me coming back to my home church, was a thing
1: okay. to me, yeah. yeah. I was like these
0: people are gonna ask me so many questions. Right. Want to know updates on this and uh, I don't. At the same time, I don't like to share my business too much with people. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but
1: I, I I do think we get that as well. Like in the UK, everyone's very much, especially like Black UK. Everyone's very ambitious and driven and mm-hmm. stuff, but but you are also
0: very small. So what, where are you going?
1: exactly yeah. so there isn't actually many unless you're moving out of London mm-hmm. which is like a whole other thing because mm-hmm. nobody really wants to do that um, it's like people can acknowledge that okay like you've gone off you've come back you're living at home but you're still like you could still be doing like y'all it's not also, a thing about being also at home
0: very prosperous to me just know what y'all are doing mm. I feel like y'all even start very young with being well off or working and having money and having your own things
1: yeah see I thought that was a US thing as well
0: you know it's getting a little harder really they're like get a, okay, get a high school diploma okay I got my high school diploma yeah. get your bachelors okay cool but go get that masters yeah, yeah, like, yeah okay I have my masters and they're like okay now work like lentry level for like five years and then we'll promote you and now you're like 30 and you're like okay I just started
1: yeah yeah I mean it's it is a bit like that here as well um but like yeah like i I guess once again like black uk um it's very much like driven by what you're doing Mm. and like your let's say accolades and stuff like that and so people are very prideful about that so people work really hard at like Mm. a young age to make sure that like no one's ever doing enough basically yeah and now like i remember before there was like this whole wave of Okay, you need to be, like, a doctor, lawyer, Mm -hmm. whatever, engineer. But now it's like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. Oh, you haven't started your own business? Like, what are you doing? Mm. It's very much, like, that's very much what goes on. Yeah, it's very much a shift.
0: But I guess, to me, too, like, coming here and the three young black men that I meet all study law Mm. is big.
1: Right, Because,
0: also, you know, there's a variation in the U.S. when it comes to... Y'all are very african and caribbean here yeah there's a wider variation of what black means
1: right okay yeah so, yeah
0: i don't know i guess it's just you know the, again oppression poverty yeah and stuff that come into play and that's why maybe that's why i think y'all are just i met three black guys and they're all lawyers whatever.
1: <laughs> but i feel like so we were having that discussion about um like accessibility to mm-hmm. higher education and stuff right mm-hmm. and i feel like in the uk because it's so accessible like like I was saying You get a government loan mm-hmm. You never really feel it Like You would never really know If you've even taken out That government loan And You have no worries Whilst you're studying As opposed to You guys are paying What Ten grand a semester Or whatever Which is crazy but the Five way. grand Let me know
0: exactly Okay five. five grand For a state school
1: For a state But Rather even still private, Like yeah. We almost pay five grand For a year mm-hmm. um, And to us There was a massive uproar The fact that we we're paying Nine grand for One academic year Because it used to be Three grand mm-hmm. Um but because it is so accessible now like you could go to a university you could get a law degree and you're not like you might not ever practice law or ever have any intention on doing it and then you could be like oh okay i have an interest in something else i'm going to do a master's in something Mm -hmm. take out another government loan Mm -hmm. because you'll never feel those government you'll never you'll never see it really Mm -hmm. so i guess it's a little more it's just more accessible to to us because we don't need to necessarily have a lot of capital at the beginning Mm -hmm before we embark on those things. Like, I know stuff like scholarships is really important mm-hmm. to you guys.
0: Financial aid, all that. All of that. A lot of people fall into the gap of, my parents make too much and versus, like, my parents have three kids. Two of us are in college, but my parents make too much for me to get any help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really need help. And then you having to be really, like, struggling for you to actually get anything. So
1: yeah, yeah, so. Like, with us, a scholarship's, like, a, a bonus. It's, like... Wow. If you get a scholarship, a you're, laptop. like... Yeah, it's literally, like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm living very well mm-hmm. now, like, because they've given me £10,000 more. Like, yeah. I don't actually have anything to spend it on, but mm-hmm. if you're offering, I'm going to take it. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, if someone gets a scholarship here, it's, like, wow, like, wow, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, no one's dying for it, basically. Jeez. Yeah.
0: Um... I guess to wrap up, because I always say this stuff is going to be short, but it's never. <laughs> um, what is something that you can say is that you're kind of like doing better in your life, that you're moving towards?
3: Um, Maybe, anything
0: really, whether it's um in your relationships with your friendships, with um, your life in general, spirituality, anything.
1: I'd say I'm working on relationships. Mm. Um, and in that case, just being more open, being more transparent. Mm. Um, being more vulnerable in relationships in order mm. for them to to flourish and be like a lot deeper and meaningful. Mm. Um, I guess it's another UK thing where, especially being a young black man, like we don't talk, mm. and we don't share feelings or anything like that. We don't get into that. It's kind of like someone asks you, "Are you okay?" It's like you're good, but really and truly, you're not good. Mm. But it's just because you don't you don't talk, so it doesn't go past a certain point. So. I guess being more of an open book and when somebody asks are you okay if I'm not okay going into detail and actually being like okay well this is what's going on checking up on people um, making sure that they're good making sure that like you know I'm I'm being a good friend to them yeah. and I guess like yeah moving into this period of my life I guess this is where yeah. like your life friends right like yeah. you're carrying them through because this is a point where yeah, like you're you going to like your thirties or whatever, and mm-hmm. these are the people that you've you've c- carried along. So, yeah, I'd say I'd say definitely working and doing better um, on my relationships.
0: Mm-hmm. Did that? Did something spur that, or it was just a lot of reflection on your own part?
1: Mm, I think it's a bit of both, actually. I think a bit of reflection, but also I realized something about myself when I got to university that I was bad at maintaining like my friendships back mm-hmm. home mm-hmm. so the people that I went to school with and college with well, um, Sixth of, we were really close at that time in that space mm-hmm. but as soon as I went off all of a sudden we weren't as close anymore mm-hmm. and the communication and the contact was severed and it was bec- it, I have mm-hmm. to admit it's because of it's me it's because I'm not making that effort to check up on them and see them and stuff like that until I made friends here that did that for me And I was like, oh, wow. So, like, even when they're not around, like, they're thinking about me. And it's not just that they're thinking about me, but they're actively messaging me and checking up on me and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what kind of sparked it. And I saw that I wasn't lending myself to be the best friend or brother or whatever that I could be. So, yeah, I guess I just kind of actively thought I need to make a change. Mm -hmm. And, yeah.
0: I appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. I'm sure a lot of listeners also feel that way, especially whenever there's any time of, like, transition or reflecting on a transition that just happened um seeing things that you can also do better i would say for me at this moment something i'm trying to work at is um being a lot more positive in my relationships okay. i notice that i have a spirit of like roasting and I know sometimes that some people take that a little bit more personally than others. Roasting
1: being. Just
0: being joking and thinking that oh, like it's banter. funny. Like, that, okay, all oh, oh, right, right, oh, right. right. Okay,
1: ba- ba- sorry, ban- banter. yeah, You know what's, banter. what's
0: weird to me is that y'all. To me, I don't hear y'all's ER. Banter?
1: Oh, ba- yeah, ban- ban- banter. Yeah, banter. Ba- yeah, ban- ban- banter. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, that, that, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't really. Yeah, that's bad for us. We should really pronounce our ER. Yeah.
0: And that's how I'm like, what are you saying? okay. Anyway.
1: <laughs> uh, so roasting is yeah, the equivalent yeah. of, like, bantering someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And just sometimes in a moment, that's not what somebody needs. Right. And um, I see that a lot in my little... My little sister listens to my podcast. It's a little awkward. But I know she's <laughs> going to hear this. But just, like, sometimes, like, not taking the moment to just really sit down and be like, let me be a little more sensitive in yeah. this moment. And I might feel that on the inside. But the way I show it is like, oh, if we're both laughing right now or if we're yeah. having a good time, then... Hopefully she feels better. Yeah. But I know if I take a moment to just kind of sit down and make it a more serious moment, a lot more can come out from that person, whether it's my friend or not, or a friend or sister or mother or a stranger off the street. Not everything's a joke.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's something I guess I'm working on. Um, okay. Do you have any parting words that you like?
1: Parting words? Um, not really, um, <laughs> i don't know like what what a part and you usually like on this um, podcast
0: i mean some people just you know give their thanks to the listeners you know, yeah actually them, let, good i'll do that like yeah. yeah
1: just thank you for everyone listening really and like, like thank you for having me on i think it's been a it's been a good experience i like mm-hmm. to talk mm-hmm. um so anytime somebody invites me onto a podcast i'm always open to it mm-hmm. um but yeah i hope like kind of like what i've said has been helpful i hope i've given an insight into what the uk is like Mm -hmm. um just a bit of our culture and stuff like that so
0: an ambassador in this moment
1: and i'm an ambassador at this moment (laughs) so you know i feel a great great sense of pride Mm -hmm. um to be able to share this with you guys but no yeah like just hope that anything that i've said can can help somebody
0: all right all right appreciate you thank you so much for saying thank you and um Yeah, thanks y'all. Hope you check into the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. I'll see y'all next time.